Kia ora anō e te iwi and welcome to another episode of The Verdict. Today we are discussing rugby versus rugby league new rules. Which ones do you prefer? And this weekend we'll see the Blues play the Crusaders and someone's O's got to go, who will it be? Before we get into those discussions though, here are my guests today. Goran Paladin, kia ora. Raph, uh, someone's O has I like got that. to go. I, that was I, nice. I yeah. like that. I'm glad I you picked that. up on it too. Did, yeah. really. <laughs> what about this guy returning after all this hey. time? It's been oh. months. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm a little bit rusty but we'll see how we get on. We'll see how we get on how can you be rusty? You've been working on Super Rugby Aotearoa, mm-hmm. you know, in the com box with our, our dear pal Jeff McTainch on the sideline, pre-match, post-match. Yeah, well, I don't, have to, I don't have to debate which, which side I think is going to win. I don't, you know, this is it's a little bit different when you're in this environment, you know, when you're going up no, against someone like yourself. Like so, well, what does that mean, someone hey. like myself? Hey, yeah. eh? yeah, Do not get the, the same quality on breakdown. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, hey, I'm not saying anything. I'm not even going to debate that. I'm Everyone's friends that. on that show. Exactly. <laughs> Great to see you again, man. Yeah, no, Great to, to see you. Good to be back. Yeah. Well, since it has been a little while since you've been here, let's go over the rules just to refresh your memory. Uh, so, first of all, I will relay those questions or those discussion points that I just said. You will quickly uh, state which side of the fence you will be on, and then you will go into why you think that your argument is the right one. You can give any research you have, um, any points that you've looked up, and you can, of course, reply to each other. Um, I'm not going to say timely manner anymore because... I just love watching you two go at it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Okay, so let's get into it, eh? Sure. Case number one. Rule changes have been made for both rugby league and rugby. Who's a better? Mm. NRL, of course. (laughs) I mean, by default, I've kind of got to say it, you know, being on Warriors TV and game day coverage. But look, Quick plug. seriously, yeah, 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 make sure you check us out. Game day this Friday night, Warriors up <laughs> against the Newcastle yeah. Knights. Looking for two oh. from two to start a season for only the fourth time in their history. But anyway, look, well, you know how to keep your job, don't you? Good on you, mate. Good on you. I, I honestly believe that um, the, the rules that the NRL has introduced over the, not, not just this season, but uh, the last couple of seasons, mm. they've improved the game and um, it's a lot better than what we're seeing in Super Rugby. Okay. Mills? Yeah, for me, I think uh, the Super Rugby rules, obviously, it's always contentious because it's a, it's a different type of game in terms of the, the rucks and the malls and it. So, but what I love about the fact you know, with, uh, with what goes on with rugby is we're, we're constantly evolving. Now, there's always debate week in, week out. You know, the league, um, compared to the league guys, where they sort of take, you know, a, a long time to actually implement a rule. Um, so really, for me, um, I think, you know, we, we're getting there with rugby. We're, we're on our way up. And, but the biggest, the biggest, I suppose, positive is that we're constantly um, open to, to feedback. The NRL implements a rule as long as it may take and then Super Rugby just jumps on the back of it. <laughs> eh? Captain's Challenge. We're going to do a Captain's Referral. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is pretty much the same thing, only a lot more crappy. Which, because... is exactly, <laughs> hey, which is exactly my point. You know, we're open to all types of sports, you know, and implementing things, you know, on a yearly basis, sometimes even a monthly basis. I'll tell you what, even weekly. That's how open rugby is in terms <laughs> weekly. Of, of, of sitting down and having a great, you know, <laughs> conversation about how our rule changes should change. Mate, the the captain's referral, as it's called in, in Super Rugby Aotearoa, to go back all those phases 
Like, there's going to come a time where people are just, like, turning off their TVs going, oh, so Aaron Smith saw something in phase three and after 12 phases they score a try. All right, I've got to remember the minute that that happened. I'm pretty sure it was phase three. Or did I say phase two? Um, all right, I've got 10 seconds to challenge. And then you've got the guys in the poor Sky OB truck winding back the tape. <laughs> At least in NRL, it's like it happened on that tackle. You go to the referee and say, I think there was a lost ball. I think there was some sort of infringement and it's... Over in the blink And of this eye. is where Goran's wrong. He's absolutely wrong about right. that because we don't go back five or six phases to all this. You've got to be very specific. You're only allowed a referral or a challenge in the last five minutes, and it can't go more than three phases. It has to, and you have to be specific about what that is. The captain is the only one that can go up and say, hey, look, I want it to go, go have a look at this particular incident. And they can go back to that. And it's only in the last five minutes of the game in rugby league. Oh, oh let's go to the bunker. Come on, let's go to the bunker. Let's <laughs> hear everyone in the bunker. We've got like, why do you need five guys in the bunker looking at all these different things? I need to come back and say, on the in, in that last you know passage of play, it was way back at, at kickoff. Someone wasn't way in front of that kickoff. No, they don't do All that. the way back <laughs> there, was, just checking. And then the best, the best thing about the bunker is the KFC. Is it, do they see the KFC? <laughs> How it comes up and it says this, this, and that. That's the best part of that. No, of that you're tugging heartstrings now, Mills. Okay. That's the worst part of it, actually. It's the worst part because quite often they put up a, a, a special that's not relevant <laughs> to a New Zealand audience. No, you know, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's like. Oh man, I need that bucket of chicken. Then you go to your local KFC. We're not doing that deal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the the reason I like the NRL rule changes is because it's keeping the ball in play longer, and it's reducing things like scrums. Like who who really wants to see a rugby league scrum? It gives the forwards a bit of a breather, yep. but that's it. Nobody pushes in a scrum in rugby league unless it's like. I don't know, once in a blue moon, a real surprise, like, oh, wow, they've pushed over the ball and they've won the ball back. Nobody cares. So when the ball gets kicked out, just a simple restart and play. And the game is is up and running, um, quick, smart. And I, I like these changes, the, the rule changes, because it, it, it it's the best of both worlds, Rav. You've got massive units like Adam Fanua Blake and Ben Murdoch Masila, who they can come on and have their impact and run over little blokes. But the <laughs> and they do. Yeah. Adam did at the weekend yeah. to great effect. They they run over these little blokes um, on attack. But then as the game wears on, the little guys come to the fore, and yeah. that's what we haven't seen in years gone by. And I think the the introduction of these these different rules is, is helping that. So you get. Um, the big guys going hard, and then they drop off, and the little guys can weave some magic. Mm. Yeah. But I'm going to go back to your point about the scrums. And you're absolutely right. Who wants to have scrums in rugby league when you don't even push? <laughs> Who, why? It's, it's supposed to be a contest. You don't come in there just to hold someone and get in between a little, well, should I say a dark hole, and just and hold yourself in there just to set things up. So everything is geared up towards the attacking side. So why not just scrap it? They've had it for a number of years where you just come and pop your head in and then, and then just go. So when I say it's all geared up towards the attacking team, well... How is, how is the defensive side supposed to get any sort of momentum or actually, um, you know, any dominance, you know, you know in your own 22 when, it, when it's all geared up? I mean, to me, a back shouldn't even be in the damn scrum in rugby league. You know, when you're in, the, when you're in, when you're in rugby, the only time a back should be in there, if you're down, you know, 14 men because someone's been in the sim bin, it's supposed to be a, a contest. So if, if rugby league haven't implemented the fact we don't, they don't need 
to have um, to, to have scrums, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Okay. At the moment, with with uh, with rugby, we need it. It's a big contest, and I can tell you, there's going to be some big scary men, uh, and particularly in South Africa. If you got rid of it, they would not be very happy. And I think yes, I know there is. Uh, difficulty when they constantly go down, but I think that's it. That's that's boring. It, it is boring. <laughs> it's so boring. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. But I think they tr- they are they have sped it up a heck of a lot to try and make sure that they were not resetting because it takes a long time to reset. But to go back to my point, a scrum is a it's a contest. Like you should be able to have the ability to actually push and push over. If you're not if you're having a scrum in rugby league just for the sake of restarting play, well you might as well play the ball or tap it and give the defensive. That's side. what we're doing. Uh, an opportunity to actually get up and win that, that battle rather than, you know, set moves off a, what, what is it called, a, um, you know, a non-contested scrum. I mean, and that's, that's my whole point, the fact that let's evolve. If you're going to evolve, get rid of it, whereas rugby, we do that. We're constantly talking about it. Yeah, there might be a few issues that we haven't quite... Constantly evolving. Over the line, line dropouts, but I anyone? think the correspondence... Rugby and, the, doing that for years. and the open <laughs> communication is where we're at. Where at. Uh, I reckon... Rugby union is like a year or two away from limiting a team to having just six phases and then turning the ball over, a la six tackles in rugby league. So you have your, your sixth phase and then turn it over. <laughs> oh, well, we are copying, well, not copying, <laughs> but we're sort of, you know, that. that, that Why do you need a line dropout? Well, you Why know. Why do you need a goal line dropout? You had your 22. That's rugby's thing. Rugby league has a goal line dropout. I'll tell you why. why. On earth would you go, I, oh, I'll tell you why. We need one too. Because these, these youngsters now, they can actually kick the ball a heck of a long way. So we're going <laughs> to bring it all the way back to the goal line. Maybe we should put it down to the dead ball line. Well, that, uh, see, that would have been different. But then you're just copying rugby league by having it under the posts. Yeah. I, I like that rule. I like the rule that they've come up with there, the rugby, you know, the fact that, you know, it's a, it's a line dropout. And look at the line dropouts. Look at the skill execution. It's not actually, we're not line dropping out to give it back to the, to the team. You know, the, the, the attacking team to now have a go like rugby league would do. Someone just to hit it up and then set it up. Look at that! Look at that, that one from Geordie Barrett over the weekend. We, you know, he got it out wide. They collected it back. You know, Lomapi, he passes that ball and it's a try. So they've just turned defence into attack. That's what's great about the skill execution and also that, that particular rule, that you're not just kicking off for the sake of it for the attacking team to now come back and say, oh, well, this is the other good thing about rugby. When a new rule comes in, they actually sit down and work out ways to try and, you know, make it better for them which is exactly what I just mentioned there. You know, it's not about restarting for the sake of it. It's about trying to get that ball back. Now, there's a bit of risk there, but the risk versus reward is constantly what rugby, the rugby guys think about. And that's, I think, that, that line-out, if there's anything that comes from that line-out, sorry, that, uh, that line-dropout uh, rule, is that it, it, you can actually turn defence into attack. Now, the, the part that it's I disagree... Rugby league every weekend. No, the, the I, I watched, that I, the I watched that... King Gutho do it against the Broncos. Oh, he just mate. rubbed it to oh, himself. Only, only because they're probably down, down by Elise, and they needed the ball back. Otherwise, they're just going... Yeah, they were, actually. Back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. It was 16-0 at half-time. And nearly, uh, I was nearly crying. <laughs> and the kick chase. You know, the kick chase in rugby league. Okay, well, where on earth do you get the fact that you can... Oh, no, they've only just recently changed it, okay, the last couple of years. Well, you have a 10-metre heat start, and by the time you get up there, let's just work out the fact that is that 10 metres? I want to guess 10 metres before you actually... Back. Well, it's for they finally clicked onto the fact, get onside! <laughs> get onside and actually someone put someone on, and this is what rugby has, they're opening up that, that passage of play for a counter-attacking football, which is... Which is outstanding. So if a, if, a, if a prop's getting up out of the line and he's being lazy, even if he takes two 
two steps up, mate, you're pinged. This is what I love about rugby. They're great. This is what's happening in the NRL, Rav. You watch it week after week. They're, they're basically um, they're cracking down on 10-metre uh, infringements. So if you're not getting back the 10 metres on a play the ball, then it's a set restart. Ding. Yeah, exactly. Ding, ding. And you've got another set of six to, to face. And so It's only taken them 50 years to realise that, though. <laughs> Well, well, rugby, rugby has already, already got it. They already knew that, but they were awarding a penalty which would stop the flow like, of the yeah, game, like that, right? Like so, yeah. what, you, you like a penalty or you like the set restart? I like the flow of the game. I like the flow of the game. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you remove the penalty, which means the game keeps going mm. and the defensive line has to keep on working. And what it does is it, it underlines the importance of having possession. Like you, possession is key now in rugby league because if you if you keep on infringing and you gift the opposition more footy than they they should have, then they'll run over the top of you. And we saw that to a certain extent in the first game of the season. Two great teams going at it: Melbourne Storm, Sydney uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, and the Rabbitohs couldn't hang on to the ball. Yeah. And Melbourne flew out of the blocks and. You know, on the back of some Munster magic and Pappenhausen's pace, mm-hmm. they were they were gone. Yeah. But they were able to almost turn it around the Rabbitohs by hanging on to the ball and, and working some plays out left. So, I, another reason why I like these rules because it will it'll enforce the the fact that you need to behave yourself on yeah, the field. The yeah, yeah, exactly. If any ill discipline, you're going to be you're going to get absolutely rooted, aren't you? Yeah. Like in terms of the referee blowing a set restart and physically. Mm. You know, you'll be blowing by half-time. Yeah, you'll be blowing. But this is what I mean. I mean, we're probably... I mean, the consequences is massive. It's, mm. it's big in, in rugby compared to rugby league. You might be on report or you get, you're get out of breath, like you say. But look at the weekend. Now, I, I personally think it needs to change. When you look at someone like Brad Weber, when, you know, he obviously didn't infringe, it didn't go forward. Uh, they've come back, he's been yellow-carded, plus a, a penalty try... Mm. So, we're, you know, in terms of being punished, like you say, the rugby league boys are, I think the punishment in rugby in terms of infringing is a lot heavier. Now, look, as a referee, you can't always see what goes on in the bottom of the ruck. Admittedly, you don't really want to be in the bottom of that ruck. And you, and, and you want to... I'd be surprised if a referee was in the bottom of a ruck. Well, I'll tell you, get there? Yeah, there'll be a lot of guys that would be wanting to put some of those referees under the bottom of that ruck, especially Chiefs fans after the, that TMO decision in the weekend. But what... We, we can't physically just say, you know, play on in terms of, uh, you know, this is where rugby's got to get to. And this is what I like, love about rugby league. You know, I have to agree with you, the fact that, you know, it's just it's just a recount. Can continue on rather than giving a penalty to then go to the line to come back and tap and start yeah. again. Yeah. With rugby, you can't physically do that. How do you do that? OK, well, well I don't know. But I'm, I can tell you what, they'll be talking about how they do it. Mm. They'll be talking about the ways that we can say, well, we're not going to give a free kick yes, or a yes, silly yes. penalty or a way <laughs> only just to go to the line and play boring set-piece rugby like the Crusaders. I mean, oh, sorry, that's the next topic. That's the next topic. <laughs> yeah. But that's what they need to get to. You, you were ripping into the bunker earlier. Well, how about the TMO and Super oh, Rugby? Oh, mate, you that one to say. Oh, no, damn, I, knew, I was hoping you wouldn't pick that up. Seriously, like, you've, um, you've got a million looks yeah. at a million different angles, and how on earth they they say that Akira Ioane to his brother was a forward pass in that Blues-Highlanders game? I will never know. I will never know. Well, from the naked eye, it does. It does because, but you've got to take it out of the hands. Yeah, right? It was. And you've that, got to take into that's consideration what we're told momentum. Constantly, yes. every week of the year, backwards out of the hands. Physics means the ball flies forward. And, and what happened this weekend or this week? 
Bryce Lawrence has come out finally, finally, and said we've got it wrong over the weekend. I like that, and you know they've obviously but learned. Of course, over the years. he has. Usually, what they do is they say the referees are going. Why Freddie knows that go, he got hey, it no, wrong. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't. We don't want to. We don't want to comment about that. We don't comment. This. Oh, we need more of this from the referees. We need them to come out and say we stuffed up. Mm. They're not going to give the Chiefs the points back or that try back to the Blues, but they stuffed up. But what happens if that occurs in like a, a really important fixture. Yeah, oh, like, the, a, like the Lions versus the All Blacks? Well, yeah, or like this weekend, we're, we're going to talk about Blues Crusaders, mm-hmm. but what happens if, if Akira Ioane finds his brother with a pass like that in the dying stages mm-hmm. to yep. win the game against the Crusaders? They haven't beaten the Crusaders in like seven years, and then the TMO is like, oh, <laughs> I'll make this decision. Mm. Actually, they'd probably do that. <laughs> Which button? You would have want to. <laughs> Oh, I hit red. Oh, but I think it won't happen again because now they've got an example of it. And it, it was now that this is the learning. That, I mean, man, learnings. This is where they, they, they would have learned. Okay, well, if this happens again, this is what, what's going to happen. It's going to be a try. It's but not a the, the point is, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. It simply shouldn't happen because you, you've That's got guys qualified yeah. enough mm-hmm. in the box to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, I see the ball floats forward, but what's the position of his hands? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's passing it back and it's floated forward because of momentum. And, and that person should be smart enough to make the decision. And on this occasion and on occasions You previously. can't tell me, when you looked at that, you didn't say, forward pass. No, Everyone I'm a supporter. <laughs> I said, I looked at it and it was, when, it, when he scored and I was like, I'm sure that was forward, but I'm not going to say anything about yeah. it. And no, I was commentating. No, but then you go back and you slow it down and exactly. you see the hands. Yeah, yeah. And you realise that the the try should have been yep. allowed. And good on the referees. They're now evolved now to know that this, you know, a, less than a week before the next game, they know that <laughs> the next time this happens, oh, man, isn't it great about rugby that they can actually, you know, sit Rectify. down and talk about it? They, they know. They're what, what rugby should do, introduce a new rule, maybe they should um, leave it up to the commentators in the comp <laughs> box <laughs> and they can oh, decide. Hey, because hey, clearly this... the people in the TMO's box I, aren't qualified I'll enough to make I'll tell you what, there's some one-eyed commentators up there, mate. I wouldn't leave it up to them. <laughs> tell you that well, right actually, now. yeah, you were with Jeff McTain and he's a Highlander supporter, so he would have ruled oh, it out. He kept it a bit quiet. He was boiling inside. Mm, okay. Yeah. But look, to finish, NRL's rules are way better than Super Rugby Altados. Some Final statement. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my closing <laughs> argument. Well, he's put the nail in the coffin now, so I'm, not, I'm just going to shut up. Well, I think it's, you know, when you look at it, it's two... I mean, it's rugby league and rugby, but two very different games with rules for very different reasons in terms of play. Um, I commend rugby for trying to be innovative and trying to make the game more exciting, not only for players um, strategically, but for viewers as well, to make it more exciting. Mm. But the way they're making it more exciting is implementing these rugby league type rules. So does that mean that you can actually take ownership of them and say these are our rules that we've created? You can't, Rav. You can't. You can't. Oh, Sorry, mate. Rugby league, yeah. We bring you back in. We stitch you up with a Emily terrible Ryan's argument like that. Just like that, I'm yeah. not coming back again. Well, we've yeah, always yeah. got Goldie. No! Adam Blair. Jeff McTain. Yeah. Well done, mate. Well done, well done, well done, mate. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. I'm sure you'll kick Who stitched me up? Who stitched me up? I wanted the rugby league one. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be weird. Like, you're Sky Sport Rugby, yeah, exactly, and I'd exactly. do a little bit of rugby league stuff. So why would we argue the other side of the... Coin. I tell you what, I was, I was a lot happier than from you know from that uh, than what I thought I would be. You know, I was actually quite, gave quite a good argument. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, you did really well. I thought it was a nice, positive discussion, and ultimately, I won.
<laughs> Making this a bit of a habit now, Grant. Yeah, I know. Ooh. I've gotten really good since you were last year. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Let's Move on. <laughs> Case number Things two. are getting awkward. <laughs> of course, we're doing Super Rugby Aotearoa. Someone's always got to go. Mm. The Blues will be playing the Crusaders at Eden Park. Yes. This coming round, who takes the win? We'll start with who well, you've got. Well, for me, the Blues takes the win. Okay. You know, take the win because I just think they're building very nicely. The hometown advantage, you know, they've built that over the last couple of years. I think, uh, you know, every time you talk to them, it's about being home. They've got a new surface. So all that old sort of the past and the losses over the years, <laughs> that's gone. The hoodoo is gone. It's gone. So I think, I think the Blues win. win they got rid of some grass and... That's going to help them. Oh, you know, mate. Honestly, whew, it comes through those when that comes through those sprigs, eh? You know, you still get the, some of the feeling of the losses, mate. Where's off on you? Where's off? I mean, look at the Aussies; uh, they'll be happy with that too. Okay, <laughs> I I would love to see a Blues win, being a Blues supporter. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's the the optimist in me. The realist says that the Crusaders will just keep on dominating and come this weekend. Unfortunately, we're going to see another red and black win. In Auckland. In Auckland. Okay. In front of a massive crowd. Mills, how do how do the Blues bring it? I'll tell you what, the only red and black win we're going to see in Auckland is the Emirates Team New Zealand. That's the only, <laughs> only red and black we'll see win this week. I think the Blues have built, have built nicely. Leon McDonald's done a hell of a good job. His recruitment has been fantastic. You ask every team uh, in the competition about their Ford pack. And this is an area where they've... Um, you know, obviously they haven't sort of been spoken about because they've always sort of relied on their flashy backs. Well, there's no use having flashy backs if you're not going to get the ball. Mm. Now, they're physical, they're dominant, they're all blacks. Mm. And if you, if you, you know, flip it onto the Crusader side, they've got that too. But what I, what I really see that's, that's humming along nicely is the way they've sort of come together defensively, the way they, they dominate their tackles one-on-one. -on -one. But then you look at their set-piece, uh, and an example of that is the weekend. You know, the Highlanders, you know, proud men. You know, they've always been known for their, their um, physical dominance, particularly around the set piece. But they'll doubt to, you know, scrum time. And that goes a heck of a long way into winning that battle. Now, yep, the Crusaders, they're a different kettle of fish. You know, they're not four or five or 20 times champions for no reason. <laughs> but I, it does feel like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? But <laughs> I, I just feel, with the likes of Altere Black... I think they're starting to find their feet. A little bit of, a uh, little bit of confidence and maturity. Now that he's not a Richie Moonga yet, mm. but he's getting there, and that's all you really need in, in that Blues and Harry Plummer's starting to step up as well, so he's giving them a bit of option. Even Stephen Pitofete at the back, you know, had been under a, a number of injuries, but now he's finding his position in terms of the full back, back role and what he needs to be able to do. You inject a little bit of you know flash Harry stuff like you know Rico Ioane, who's just you know, starting to find his feet in, at the centre position. And that's what I love about it. You know, Caleb Clark, you know, who can b uh, bust things open out of, out of nowhere. But the biggest positive from my point of view is their forwards. And not just, you know, one to five, but you look at their back, their, their back row. You know, when you've got Dalton Papali'i, um, Kira Ioane, and then, you know, Hoskins Satutu. Man, they just... I, I, I honestly think, you know, that back three there is, is probably... You know, arguably the best in the competition in the way, and the way they sort of complement each other and what they do. So for me, really, the Blues, the Blues take it. And I know the Crusaders haven't conceded a, a driving 
uh, more um, try for a very long time. And if the Blues do it this week and do it nice and early, the Blues win by more than 15. By more than 15. I'm telling you that right now. If they don't, I won't wow. be back next week. <laughs> if you had said that without the yarn you gave before, I would have gone rubbish. But that was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, OK. So we're expecting a 15-point win to the Blues. I don't <laughs> know if that's going to happen. Is that you, wishful, do you reckon? Yeah, no. you, you talk about um, the, the different positions and, and, and how the teams match up, how they stack up. And what, what is the strength of the Crusaders? Type 5... Line-out drive, scrum. You've got a you've got a ten in Richie Moonga who knows how to control the game. He's been doing it successfully for years now uh, for the Crusaders. They've got they've got the the right cattle in the right positions. Yeah. And when I look at the Blues, where they they don't really match up, they don't stack up in those same positions. Yeah, I hear what you say. Excitement Machine and Rico Ioani in the centres. You've got Caleb Clark who can bust tackles out on a wing. Um, Otiri Black might be making great strides, but he's not Richie Moonga. He's definitely not Bowden Barrett. I mean, the Blues would love Bowden Barrett this weekend, but he's trampling Japanese people um, <laughs> and doing it like for fun and you know, for fun. Yeah, no, for the and a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like when you when you look at the two sides, uh, you just know how the Crusaders are going to play the game. They'll keep it tight. The tight five will do their work. They'll go. The, you know, Richie Moonga will kick to the corners. They'll put pressure on at line out time, and the. the the, the other good thing, and it pains me to say it because I love the Blues, but they're really good at playing two different styles of game. The Crusaders can get into that grind where they just rely on set piece, but they've also got the Flash Harrys, you know, the Will Jordan-type characters, David Havili, um, Fayanga Anuku out wide. I mean, geez, that guy is so hard to put down. Sevu Reese, like, they've got weapons out wide where they can... If, if the, the nitty-gritty stuff isn't working, then they can easily revert to that and be just as good, if not better, than any other team in the competition. So it's for these reasons why I believe that the Crusaders will win this weekend. Yet the Blues, on a brand-new surface, can't <laughs> underestimate how grass and soil is going to help out. But <laughs> on that new surface in front of like thousands of fans... That will spur them on. That's got to be a massive fillip for them to have that kind of um, crowd support. Mm. But I just think muscle memory will kick in for the Crusaders. They know how to win in difficult circumstances and they'll do it again this weekend. While you're at it, I think that's the perfect perfect way for me to, to, to get on the back end of that. Muscle memory. Muscle. And I think you, you're, what you've explained is absolutely right. But I, I think that's probably their weakness now for the, for the Crusaders coming to Eden Park. Because... If you look at the Blues, they look at that and say, "Well, you know what? We can now, we can now match you in that department. You know, if not better, you in terms of the in terms of the muscle and the brawn we're going to bring, the physicality that we're going to bring, also the tactical kicking. So, if I was the Blues right now, I'd be sitting there going, "Well, this is what they're going to do. They're going to set piece us. They're going to change different um, game plans. Uh, they might kick to the corners, but." They can slow things down also and go to their set piece. Well, if you want to go to your set piece, set, set piece against the Blues, you've got to make sure you win it because now we've got a team that are absolutely, you know, killing people in, in that department. And if you don't win that, particularly in your half, and you're getting penalties, well, the Blues will just be all over you. What I love about I love about the Blues at the moment, I think they, they'll go to that. They'll slow the game right down. Look at the Highlanders. The Highlanders try to up up tempo. They they couldn't get into the Blues 22. And this is a different Blues side. So. 
If I was the Blues right now and I was Leon McDonald and I was sitting there on the Monday analysing what we're going to do, I'd be niggling. My game plan would be, who do we need to target? We target their strengths. We target Maunga. We've got to get him out of the game. So how do we get him out of the game? Well, we we slow the ball down at, um, you know, when Bryn Hall or, or Mitch Drummond go to actually that ruck, we make sure we're holding him when he's running there or we niggle at him. So just to give him that little bit, you know, a, a slight sort of delay in getting that ball. When Mwanga's there, we make sure we keep, it on, keep him on the ground because you take Richie Mwanga out, who's going to step up? Well, you know, David Havili, he's good. I love the way David Havili plays. He's not settled in that role. And rumour has it he wants to play fullback. So when you're putting all that onus on a guy that doesn't really want to be there, I think he's, he's an outstanding second fight. He now needs to step up. So for... The analysis for for someone like Liam McDonald going into this game, he'll just be saying, forwards, you need to bar up. This is your game to be able to go win and out-muscle them. On the on the other side of that, to, to complement that, we take we take out Moonga. We've got to make sure he's not in the play at all because he changes the game. You know, when they're down, you've seen it last year when the Blues scored and he came, comes back, you know, looks up and he sees an opportunity. And what does he do? He nails it. That was the turning of the game. You know, the Blues were all over them in terms of that momentum. So if you can take Richie Mwongwe out and you, are, you have your eyes on him for the whole 80 minutes, you're going to go a long way into winning this game. And that's where I think, you know, all the stuff that you're mentioning is simple. It's, it's not going out there, coming out these flash, hairy new moves. Bar up up front, you know, finish off your opportunities. And, and the Blues... They're not. They aren't a finished product yet. You know, there's so many opportunities they lost in the weekend. So, I th- I think if they go in with that mentality to bar up, and, you know, Auckland are they're known for flash flash area. We are, we are the big smoke. You know, the biggest city in New Zealand, most population. We've got to come away from that. We've got to play the old boring. Yeah. You know, win. You know, you know, do your work. And and this is where I think the last couple of years, what Leon McDonald and P- Patrick Tupolotu, in terms of the leadership have built. This is a different blue side that we've seen over the, you know, when, when they used to win championships. You know, back then they were the Flash Harrys because that was the style of play that was that, that won games. Now, you've got to be like the Crusaders, damn it, I hate to say it, <laughs> yeah. but you've got, to, you've got to win like they win. That's the blueprint, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like that, that's how you get the job done. And they've got the job done consistently over the last four or five years. Mm. Um, yeah, Leon McDonald doing pretty good things uh, with his coaching staff at the Blues. That can't be ignored. Um, but he comes up against a, a guy in Scott Razor Robertson who he's knocking on the door of um, the All Blacks head coach Ian Foster saying, look, if, if you have another year like you did last year, this year, uh, I'm, I'm here ready and waiting. So the, the guy has, yeah, he's got pedigree. He's got form. And again, much like the team out on the field, he knows how to change things up and when to change things up in order to get a result. And so in, in terms of cattle on the field, the Crusaders have the better of the Blues. And in terms of what is going on, the, the coaching now in that, in that coach's box, Razor's got it over Leon. At some point, I hope that it, the tide turns and Leon manages uh-huh. to get it over the rest of everybody else and, and the Blues can enjoy the same sort of rain that the Crusaders have. But I don't think the time is now. Um, and they'll have to wait for Bowden to return in order to get that that quality first five who can who can smother Richie Moonga. You're talking about taking him out of the game for 80 minutes. Which team has been able to take Richie Moonga out of a game for 80 minutes? Mm. I haven't seen it yet at Super Rugby level. Because it's happening this Saturday. Sunday. It's on Saturday. To go on your <laughs> point about the coaches, you're right. You're right about Razor's an absolutely amazing coach. And to be fair, they I mean they had a champion 
well, they're all blacks already. They were, they were struggling, but he's taken them to another level. Now, you know, his Crusader teammate, you know, Leon McDonald, he's built over these last few years. I mean, when was the last time we've ever seen, you know, him recruiting from from Canterbury? How do you how do you get someone like Derry, the, the young lock, you know, come up from down there and, and play for the Blues? He played his first game of the weekend. You, you seldom see any of that. It's always the other way around, you know, where they, we're losing players from the, from the Blues. Mm. He's recruited... Um, uh, Nipo Lolala, he's come up from State Highway One. I think Tuunukuafe, you know, when he was down with the Chiefs, you know, a number of years ago. So he's really building a good squad. You know, you you look at, um, you know, Neekins that, that's come come up. He's, I mean, he's a youngster. So he's he's not only just building for, um, for now, but also for the for the future. And mm. so. When you look at the, the quality of the, the coaching um, in terms of where they've come, man, Crusader coaches, far out, they must be pretty good, eh? Uh, but <laughs> he's, he's actually building a nice squad, you know, and, and yeah. that's, that's, you've got to take your head off, head off to him for that. They're getting results. Now, and that's what's bringing the fans back, you know. You know, last year they started, they know now, the emphasis now is to continue. And the only way they need to continue that is by beating the Crusaders at home. Mm-hmm. And they went close last year, albeit, when um, Richie Warren was stepped up, this year they've, they, they, they know they've got a, a fix there. And that's why I think they'll, they'll be a, bit, a better team and, and win on the day. Now, 15 points, OK, a little bit optimistic. <laughs> Perhaps five. <laughs> Perhaps five. Yeah, just bring it back. Yeah, by the end of this 10. debate, it'll be maybe they'll lose by five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll go to draw, then, then lose by three. Mills, you, you would have played in, in many contests where it was quite lopsided. You know, you may have gone into a, a game where the opposition, they had the ward on you. Yeah. You know, uh, the point I'm trying to make is, what will the mindset be of the Blues come game day? I know that there are these young guys coming through and maybe they're not sort of tarred with the same brush mm-hmm. of the past, but when it, when it gets down to it and they're down on the scoreboard and the minutes are ticking away... What part will mental scarring play in, in what happens out well, there? Because the Crusaders, they know how to, yeah. they know how to do it, yeah. but the Blues don't. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where their whole preseason in the last couple of years in terms of their mental stuff will pay off because it's those moments that that would have touched on. You know, if you're sitting there and, uh, you know, everything, it's all right when everything's going well and dandy. It's those hard times when you say, oh, here we go again. You know, we're mm-hmm. in this spot again. And that's when you lose games. That's, you know, off the field is... is possibly more important in terms of those moments, you know, compared to on the field, because you've got to get these guys in the right mindset. Even though you say they're young guys and haven't been, you know, tarnished by that, they still know. There's yeah. history, there's history of there. Course. So there's a uh, there's a balance. You've got to make sure that you, when you go into these games, because everyone, you know, they love to hate the Crusaders because they're so successful, but you can't just bring emotion. You can't just bring emotion. And yeah, okay, the first 10 minutes or so when you're just trying to belt the crap out of each other, but you've also got to start thinking about when things go wrong and think clearly, and this is where the mental side comes from, it because you've all got to be aligned. Now, have they done enough work on, uh, on the mental side of it? Oh, I think there's signs there that they have, you know, when they've um, particularly look look what they've, they've, what's happened in the bye week, mm. you know, they were down in Wellington, they got told at half time or even after the game, the whole team was told that they will now be, you know, you know, staying down there again, the COVID test, and then they didn't know what was going on. Now that's disruptive in terms mm. of your bye week. They fly to Cambridge, they come back, they're under the pump because the Highlanders they're on a roll. They've had an, a, 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 uh, and the intensity they played against you know, the, the Chiefs the week before and the way they came back is amazing. Mm. The Blues have come into that game and absolutely dominated them. Now, that just shows 
how much me- mental side and also the physical you know that they've gone into it and also the belief in terms of their game plan now that that to me has got to make us a very you know happy um, you know environment and if you've got that you know it goes a long way into when you get to those dark moments against you know the Crusaders it only needs a couple of words you know it might be from the captain or a leader and you're back, you're back up there again. The biggest thing is they can't afford to start thinking those negative thoughts. Because, man, they'll, the Crusaders will suck you up. Yeah. Which, which team gave you those negative thoughts more often than not? <laughs> hey, hey, well, no, no team, mate. No team. <laughs> Crusaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah exactly. They've been doing it for years. Scarring a lot of people along the way. Yeah. I think um, you hit the nail on the head, Mills, when you use that word belief. And I think that the Blues... I am a Blues fan also. Well, we all are. Um, but I think that they are... I don't know if they will get the win, but I think this weekend will be the biggest test for them so far. They've, they've faced yeah. the Crusaders before, right? But this weekend, the way you guys put it, like this is a... You know, this is going to be the true test of where the Blues are right now. Can they win the competition? And this weekend will be the true test of that. Mm. I think they can do it. I really mm. do think they can. They're at home. New grass. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the difference. <laughs> but it's I mean, that belief, it's that belief thing. Like, you know, any team in any competition, you have to have that belief. And even yeah. if it is the, the blimmin' grass or whatever gives you that feeling. The Warriors, mate, you go have, they got like that, that. have they got that belief? Well, they don't have grass because they, they, they haven't they played on Mount grass. Smart Stadium for a long, long time. <laughs> was on that grass on the way. Go, the Warriors. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'll have to go Crusaders on this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do think the. You're Blues welcome are very back capable. anytime, Mills. I just don't know if this week we'll we'll get the W. But I'm very, very intrigued to see how the Blues will go this week. Mm, mm. I just hope, I just hope we don't see like a TMO stuff up, yeah, rip the Blues true. off. It's a scary thing. Like, yeah, I mean, just as I said earlier, just think if if what we saw from Akira to Rico happens in the dying stages of of the match on Sunday, and. There'll be heartbreak. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. don't want to be talking about something like that after yeah, a good exactly. game, right? No. Nah. We want to be talking about, you know, who and why they won. Mm. Yeah. And why they won well or why it was a good game. That's mm. what we sort of want. So I'm like, I'm with you and, you know, let's let's hope that they get it right. I know there'd be a lot of pressure on the referees, but let's hope they, they get it right and it's a good game. And um, and also, on the other side, we're all Blues fans here. Mm. Yeah. So we'd love to see them win. You know, I, I obviously, my argument wasn't really mustn't have been that calculated but the more I think about it the more I've actually believed in that now. yeah you know I think mm. they, they can um you know that winning the tournament you know it's a long way away but this will go a long way in terms of their belief yeah. what you spoke about and mm. also tactically and, and I think that could possibly be something that the Crusaders need as well you know so do you be... think the competition needs the Blues to win yep <laughs> yeah 100% does, does I think so to, to show other teams around the country and the fans around the country that these guys can be knocked off because I don't know maybe there's a little bit of apathy out there um, you know people tune in to watch the games but they know that the Crusaders will roll up their sleeves and and win at the I end mean, of the day the you know like so so in order to to get a little bit more I don't know buy-in yes I yeah. think we, we need to see the Blues win. I, I reckon people outside of the Auckland region and outside of the Crusaders catchment area, yeah. they will be wanting the Blues yeah. to win this weekend. Yeah. I mean, a classic example on the weekend is downstairs and the mother-in-law said, oh, the Chiefs are up 10 points to nil. And I was like, oh, yeah. They'll lose. Crusaders <laughs> have come back. And then it was 11-10. And then 
You know, yeah. that's the mentality yeah. you, you don't want. You know, mm. no, I don't want to watch it because the Crusaders are just going to win. Yeah. So they, they do absolutely need to win you know, for this competition. Mm. Well, on that note, uh, Mills, in terms of you know, the competition, what it looks like, um, you know, the discussion of drafts is forever lingering around. Um, and I'm pretty sure we have discussed it on this show before, but what do you think about a draft system and how much do you think this competition? I think it does. I definitely think it does. I, I, I think what this competition has done is actually opened up some of the you know, players' eyes in terms of, you know, we don't need to be at the Crusaders now to sit there and wait for someone else because you can't rotate. You know, well, you're limited to rotating your squads because it's such a sprint. You know, now you're sitting there, okay, well, it's all of a sudden it's two, three years down the track and you're still on the bench because a Richie Mwong or a David Havili or, a, you, know, um, you know, look at Fakatawa. You know, he's going to be sitting there as well. He's, this is his, what, third year or second year with, um, with the Highlanders? He's a starting player. Mm-hmm. There's no way he should be sitting on, sitting on the bench. So why not? You know, all it does, if, you, if you're in the draft, well, you get drafted some, somewhere else. Does that make the competition better? Well, you've got the, you've got the best players on the field, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So I think it definitely needs to happen. I, I think in terms of the talent that we've got, you know, there's, a, there's an appetite for it to happen. So why keep it all in one, one place? The biggest... I, th- I think change now would be um, the mentality of some of these players. I mean, you look at, you, you talk about Whanganuku. Mm. Well, why is he playing though? There's only one reason he's sort of out there as well, because George Bridges is injured. You know, David, um, sorry, um, Enor's out. Mm. You know, Harvili's in there. So why not have these guys who are All Blacks in another team, you know, competing against other All Blacks? It's only going to make our teams better, you know, um, our competition better. And then we're not sitting there going, oh, is the Crusaders going to win this week? Yeah. Okay, well, the Highlanders now, you know, they're, they're starved of anyone de- going down there. Yeah. So let's not, well, why not, for, you know, we'll have guys that are sitting on the bench go down there and start. Mm. That, I think there's definitely room for it. What, what would reaction be like from the player base? Yeah, mm. you, you're talking about guys who, you know, they're, they're not quite all blacks yet and they're sitting on the bench or in the wider training groups yeah. for, for different clubs. But what about the guys who may be shifted around who love playing for the Crusaders and don't want to leave the Crusaders and they've been forced to go to the Chiefs. Like, do you think there would be 100% buy-in from, from everybody? I don't think initially. I mean, deep down inside, you know, wherever you, you sort of come from, you want to play for that yeah. team. Yeah. But, but the unfortunate part is, you know, if someone else is in front of you and the coach likes him as well, he's going to start every weekend. Now, you can either say this is a professional sport or you're not. You can't just chop and change, you know, um, you know, depending on your circumstances. This is professional. You know, you want to play, you're out there. The money is there to be able to go there. And, and you know, sometimes even teams are offering more for you to go, but they don't want to go, you know. So, again, I'll go back to my point. I think the players now have realised, well, hey, if things are... And COVID, you know, has obviously implemented that... If they're going to be like this, I could be sitting here for the next two or three years. Look at look at someone like uh, Fikitoa, who went down there from you know wasn't picked up from how many how many sort of examples of that. Now the Blues haven't recruited very well over the years, and they've let a lot of go. But that's probably because of the um, you know all the talent we've got here. And what's happened to them? All Blacks. Well, that, that's exactly the thing. Is apart from the fact they weren't All Blacks before that. You know, they've gone down there, made a name for themselves, you know, would have been very difficult to do because it's a whole different environment. Um, but they've become all blacks. So why can't we do that with everyone else in, sort of in, in terms of the movement? I mean, we do it with coaches, and they, they adapt pretty fine. So I think the players now have realised that, you know, that's, that's an, look at the Chiefs, the, the Nines, Brad Weber. There's some nice young players coming through there, Xavier Rowe. 
Um, you know, why not move, you know, guys away? You know, uh, Tahurirangi, he's there. I mean, he's, how long has he been sitting on the bench for? Mm. I mean, it just, that's, it's, it's, it, it's got to happen. Well, what's happening in the ANZ Premiership, Rav? Because in the, in the off-season, we saw a little bit of player movement. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've basically structured players and put them in different brackets yeah. in order to shift them around and, and sort of spread the wealth a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, I'm not too sure of the exact logistics of it all, but to my understanding, that's correct. And then they just have that recruitment window where they can mm. kind of pick and choose. But it, it's all down to, I think, what, who the coaches want to let go right. and in what positions. Uh, that It's very dependent on that rather than, oh, we want this player to come and play for us type thing. Is mm. there a you know a vacancy in our team for this position or, or whatever? But, um, yeah, the makeup of the teams look totally different and yeah. look like, you know, if there was a draft in rugby, you've got players from Wellington now in Invercargill, mm. um, you've got players from Invercargill now in Auckland. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see this season and see how that plays out for the coaches. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, when you tune in to watch Super Rugby Aotearoa, you want to see the very best players on the field, right? Mm. And your example of Falau Fakatava, who was just, he was majestic for Hawke's Bay. Mm. Uh, and he still is now when yeah. he comes on or when he starts. Yeah, know, so how good would it be for a team to have somebody like him playing, you know, 60, 70 minutes yeah. as opposed to a 20 or 30 minute burst behind Aaron Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, man, there's so many examples. Look at, look at Bryn Hall. Yeah, Look at where he's yeah. come yeah, from, from the true. Blues. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's gone down there and he's a starter for the Champions team, and he's mm. won what three or four titles with them. Yeah, I mean, he should have been doing that for the Blues. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, Shouldn't it he? Just, yeah, it yeah. needs it, it needs to happen. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, watch the space, and you yeah. can guarantee we'll be talking about it here if it does. <laughs> 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 well, Mills, thank you so much. It's good to have you back at the table today. Great thank to be back. Yeah, us. good to see you again, mate. Losses, mate. Gee. Yeah. Oh, and two after uh, the start of the season, eh? That's not very good. I'll give you some really good arguments um, next week if you come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, sweet. And you sweet. can pick what's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as for Goran and I, we will, of course, be back here at the table next week putting everything in sport on trial. Matewa.